Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. And I'm super, super excited to welcome back on the program Cruzanne McCalligan. Cruz, it's great to see you. How are you doing this week? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I hope you weren't too shaken up by the storm last night. No, I, it was coming down quite hard, though, the rain. Um, how was it for you? Yeah, it really was, yeah. I think I would have happily slept through it had my daughter not decided that 3 a.m. was the perfect time to come into our bed and impersonate a dog for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very lucky. I was fortunate to, to, to live the worst of the storm and be present for it. <laughs> 40 minutes of dog bark of of her imitating dog barking a little like this it was little woof 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 like that that's so it was adorable if it hadn't been at that time and place you know what i mean that's right by the way thank you so much uh, for sitting in uh, for me yesterday Uh, a very interesting guest you had on uh to talk about uh uh, reptiles and herps i believe is is the term that's right um yeah thanks um i thought she was um thanks for letting me borrow your mic and also um yeah it was fantastic i was talking to ruth lee from the hong kong herpetology society and um that's a little bit why we're going to be talking about what we're talking about today which is tortoises because i just got lost in this sort of black hole of herpetological creatures and they're just so fascinating and it's amazing talking to her because I think um, I'm one of it's really interesting to see when you pop in and out of these groups of people who have like a fascination with certain kinds of animals like fish people or reptile people and you know like you know you're dog a and fish cat person people, now right? you've got six now I, I am I've become a, I've become a fish person I have seven oh, I seven. rescued a fish that was being bullied in my parents tank <laughs> Oh, yeah. They but, have um, a hierarchy. Yeah, they, they do. They do. They do. But this is the thing. You, you know, you realize that like animals, A, animals are amazing. But um, herps here in Hong Kong, it's quite fascinating because we do have this sort of like illegal trafficking thing that happens here where people are bringing them in illegally as pets. Of course, some of them shouldn't be pets and they're captured illegally. Um, and of course, um, people live indoors. As, you know, people live in small spaces indoors. I'm trying to say we don't have like we don't tend to have big gardens and stuff like that. So often the herps can be quite favorable indoor pets. So I went down a big black hole on the Internet and I found it fascinating talking to Ruth. And of course, she was mentioning yesterday on the phone that they have a whole load of and I've got to remember the name Sulcata, Sulcata tortoises at the moment oh, available yeah. for adoption. And they're the um, African tortoises that they're teeny, teeny, tiny when they're babies and they grow to um, like up to a meter long, up to 200 pounds and can live for 70 years. Whoa. (laughs) I was like, how are you going to home them here? You know, and I just thought it's fascinating that if you have a tortoise as a pet, you you have to write it into your will. because You do. (laughs) You need kind of. You would. You have to. It's going to outlive you. You it know, will. well, maybe well, not. But, you but know, if you adopt it when you're neck about and neck at the end. Yeah. If you adopt it, you know, in, in your 30s or 40s, there's a big possibility, a huge chance. It's a big, yeah. Yeah, that it will outlive but, um, you. But they're pretty... Yeah, I was going to say, we are on Facebook Live as well. Uh, do join us, uh, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, we're streaming this entire uh, chat with uh, Cruzy on Facebook. So do join us there. And you, perhaps if you have any questions about uh, tortoises or, or herps, Cruz is the gal. I can pretend to answer them <laughs> <laughs> or direct you to the Hong Kong Herpetological yes. Society, which would probably be able to answer them. Um, but I wanted to talk about tortoises um, in particular um, because they are a really, really fascinating animal. They've been around for 200 million years. It's a really, really long time, considering when you think of like a big old slow tortoise 
and you just you know they don't strike you as a very dynamic animal but they've been around for longer than lizards birds mammals crocodiles and even snakes even a little slithery snake they've been a lot around for 200 million years same age as the dinosaurs are they sort of yeah they i think so yeah yeah i, I, <laughs> yeah. So. I mean I get, when i get into the millions i'm lost i'm lost but um so they and they can as i said they can live a really really long time some can live to be over 100 years old the oldest turtle i think we know of that lived about 152 which is crazy and of course i'm going to talk about a little bit later the galapagos turtles which are obviously quite famous because they're my favorite oh, you're your chest yes your favorite they're... so um and Their of course we're going to like talk this. about galapagos turtles <laughs> but we'll talk about them a little bit later as well. Um, interestingly, a tortoise is a turtle, but a turtle isn't a tortoise. I'm so glad you raised that point. It, it's one of my pet peeves that people use them interchangeably. And I'm like, no, they're not. One is a sea creature. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, please, please yes. enlighten us. Yes, so it doesn't necessarily have to mean sea but water dwelling an aquatic animal so a turtle refers to any shelled reptile belonging to the order the chelone right um, and the term tortoise is more specific and that refers to terrestrial turtles so these are turtles that live on land are tortoises but a tortoise is a turtle <laughs> you lost so, me there yeah, we, we, <laughs> i thought we, i knew but i actually don't basically so basically tortoises are usually herbivorous which means they only eat plants and they can't swim so i think there was a and i hate to say this because it's so sad but i think i recently saw on the spca hong kong facebook they'd, they'd found a tortoise which had just been left on a rock um by the ocean and it had no way of and of course it can't swim so whoever thought they were releasing it into the wild didn't realize they were actually condemning it to a pretty sad fate um and so, um, but yes, yeah, so tortoises, they, you know, whereas turtles, you can, they'll eat fish and other turtles, <laughs> which I've seen in a very grim pond scene once upon a time. Um, so, but of course, uh, tortoises are just, um, you know, think backyard on terrain, munching on leaves. Okay. They're herbivorous, nice, big, friendly giants. Um, and they're, they're, they can live almost every, anywhere, actually. Um, they can live in most climates that are warm enough for them to breed. And they live on all continents except for Antarctica. So they're all over the world. And I thought this is quite interesting because, of course, the thing that makes them very covetable by people who want them as a pet but have no idea how to look after an animal, often are how beautiful some of their shells can be, you know, because they can be so remarkable. Um, but more than that, just aside from being really beautiful, the color of a tortoise's shell can actually indicate its origin. So the lighter a shell of a tortoise, um, it probably came from, from a much warmer country. And so um, apparently the lighter shade that we have for a tortoise means that the tortoise probably originated from the southern part of the Sahara Desert, because it would have been like a camouflage thing. So that's ah. kind of like quite interesting that's you think so they, interesting. they would have had to reflect more sun so they were lighter it's, so it's like the opposite of humans um, yeah. where the melamine production uh, melatonin not melamine melatonin production so you know if you're from a hotter <laughs> <laughs> if you're from a hotter yes, place maybe pretty you're much. Dark, it's the same yeah. thing you're yeah. adapted to your environment yeah, exactly so, so it's cool. really fascinating um and turtle shells them um, tortoise shells turtle shells are, are fascinating in themselves they can contain up to 60 interconnected bones um and the scales on them are, are called scutes, and they're made of, the, of keratin, which is the same thing as that our, our fingernails are made of, which protects against injury and damage and infection. But something that people don't realize is that they do have 
they do have nerve endings in their shells, so they can feel rubs and pets and scratches. They like it when you scratch the bottom of their shelves so much. They I used to have a yeah. few terrapins, and they they they, they, they move up their bottoms if you like and then you just scratch the the top of their oh, shells it's adorable <laughs> like wiggle their bums yes. um but it's really it's 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 so that they're actually they're quite fascinating just in that way um Another thing is when we talk about turtles or tortoises, um, if you want to tell them apart, an easy way would be to look at their feet and their shells. So water turtles like terrapins, um, they have flippers and webbed feet because obviously they swim and kind of longer claws and their shells are flatter and more streamlined, whereas tortoises tend to be more stubby and their little feet look kind of a little bit more elephant like and they're a bit sort of heavier and more domed. So there's kind of some clues, some initial clues if you're ever in a pub quiz that asks you to differentiate between the two. Yes. Um, I particularly love this next fact, which is what you call a group of tortoises. So before I say that, interestingly, you probably won't really see a group of tortoises that often because tortoises are pretty much are usually solitary roamers. Um, in fact, mother tortoises are very protective of their nests, but they don't tend to care for their young after they hatch. So it's very likely, unlikely you'll see a group of tortoises. But if you do, it's called a creep, <laughs> a creep of tortoises. <laughs> A creep of tortoises, <laughs> so which I love because you could say, "Oh, I went on a really bad date." Um, and the guy, you know, the guy was a creep, and they're like, "Oh, what did you?" No, no, literally, he's just a whole load of tortoises. <laughs> <laughs> Which is only a joke that you would laugh at. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> um, they they've been but like the, the entire design of a tortoise has actually inspired lots of things in um even in in human existence and apparently the roman ancient roman military were quite inspired by the design of a tortoise and what they would do is they would get in what they called the testudo formation which was named after the latin word for tortoise where men formed rows and held shields kind of in front of them and above them to completely shelter the unit like they were all in kind of a tortoise shell so they found that design quite interesting as well um, as we, uh, if you, you know, that kind of, I really love tortoiseshell, but I don't own, I don't own real tortoiseshell. Like, you know, you don't own real leopard print, but you can still appreciate the design of animal nature. But apparently, uh, tortoise, uh, so tortoiseshell, you know, like, you know, old fashioned tortoiseshell glasses, glasses, reading glasses, yeah. that kind of pattern. I really love it. Um, the, the word that means pertaining or resembling a tortoise or a tortoise, uh, shell is testudinal. And I really feel like we should use that word more because it would throw so many people off to say testudinal because they probably think it relates to something completely different yeah. and say that you like your friend's testudinal sunglasses and wonder what they think you mean. Um, but interestingly, we're going to talk about a little bit about the Galapagos tortoises, because as you mentioned, they're some of your favorites. They're fascinating. Um, yeah. So it's, they are fascinating and they live for a really long time and they, um, they they're kind of made i think they came into a lot of the reason people have seen them around the world is kind of because of charles darwin um who was said to have collected a whole bunch of galapagos tortoises and brought them back with him when he went to the galapagos islands um he collected one tortoise in particular in 1835 which he named harriet and she was sent to england and eventually um wound up at australia zoo which may you may remember is the zoo that was started by Steve Irwin. Remember the uh, oh, yeah. crocodile hunter? 
wonderful, lovely Steve Irwin. So his parents started that zoo um, and the Australia Zoo and the, the Galapagos tortoise ended up there, this tortoise Harriet that was from Charles Darwin. This is because they live for so long. That's how long they've spanned in history, right? And she finally uh, passed away in 2006, which was very sadly the same year that Steve Irwin died. Um, but they think she was actually 175 years old. Wow. How do they even tell? Well, I suppose maybe it's like tree trunks. Uh, you've got the rings. Maybe it's something to do with their shells that you can tell how old they are. I think it's something like that. It's, prob it's probably that. And probably you estimate it because you yeah. kind of think it's still alive. <laughs> it can't have been, you know what I mean? Interestingly, tortoises reach sexual maturity with size, not age. So they kind of have to get to a certain size before they're able to breed. Um, and I thought it was quite interesting that people um, people think of them as not a very intelligent animal. And maybe that's our association, even as human beings, with people and things that are a little bit slower. We seem to assume they're not as intelligent, yeah. right? And it's not true. Um, a t a, you know, and, and we all know this slow and steady wins the race. Um, in There was a scientist called Anna Wilkinson in 2006 who placed a tortoise and a rat in the same maze. I kind of want her job. It sounds like a lot of fun. And their reptile, um, the tortoise was actually better at navigating to find food and made sure it didn't revisit the same area twice. It like, remembered, I've been to that corner, so I'm not going to go there again. There wasn't anything there. Um, and when cognitive landmarks were removed for a second trial, so things they could recognize, the tortoise systematically visited each section of the maze to find food in a very systematic way. And the rat wasn't nearly as methodical. The rat's like, just faster, so it races around and does it, but it doesn't have the same, um, you know, it doesn't have the same method, um, yeah. methodical approach. Um, and previous researchers had said, oh, tortoises really aren't that clever. But this amazing scientist, Anna Wilkinson, said, you know what that probably was? You were testing tortoises in cold laboratories and the cold temperatures would have been to blame. They wouldn't have been comfortable and they would have been preserving their energy because they're cold blood animals. So you you would, you know what I mean? It's like it's like taking one of us and putting us in a freezer and saying, could you just please talk to me about X, Y, Z and answer a whole bunch of questions? You're like, I can't focus. I'm freezing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to add to that. Um, I don't know if some of our listeners have um, uh, tortoises or, ter or terrapins as pets, but you're supposed to have a UV lamp for them so that um, it, keeps their, it keeps their shells healthy and also keeps them warm. But um, apart from that, it also strengthens their shells as well. But many people, because when I went to buy one ages ago, um, he, uh, the, the, the shopkeeper said, oh, you know, funny, not many people buy these th uh, for, for their terrapins. I was like, really? So they're kept in the cold, yeah. and we all know how cold Hong Kong winters can get. Yeah, but they're supposed to. Yes, that's right. Just Definitely. And and you're right. And you know what I learned from Ruth Lee yesterday from the Herpetology Society was actually the UV light doesn't just benefit benefit their skin, um, their shells. It's also it also benefits things like their gut and how they digest food. It's really, really? integral to their entire physiology. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, well. it's fascinating. So they really, really do need. They really do need that light, um, but they're pretty hardy otherwise. Um, interestingly, they won the space race. So <laughs> I'll explain. In 1968, the, so uh, the Soviet Union, um, the Zond-5 spacecraft from USSR, was the first to circle the moon and safely return to Earth. And probably for some sick reason, they, they had tortoises on board um, to see if they would survive. Um, and apparently they lost about 10% of their body weight 
but they were um, they were ready for a meal when they touched down and they were okay. So that's great. So really we owe a lot to the tortoise in terms of exploring the stars, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but interestingly, uh, obviously as any interesting, fascinating animal we talk about today, um, we have to talk about the fact that they're endangered and their, th their survival is threatened because that's just the reality of global expansion. Um, and the Galapagos uh, tortoises are having a bit of a, a really, really hard time. They say there's likely just 10 types of giant tortoises left in the Galapagos, which is down from 15 types when Darwin arrived there in the 1800s. And there's a lot of reasons for that. They were hunted as food for pi from pirates, whalers, and things like that. Um, and more than 100,000 tortoises are estimated to have been killed off. Um, and of course, then they're competing with uh, invasive species like pigs and dogs and cats and rats and goats and cattle, which go to Galapagos and obviously threaten the food supply of the tortoises and their eggs as well. Um, so many of the tortoise subspecies are now listed as endangered or critically endangered and have been strictly protected by the Ecuadorian government since 1970. So, um, but I mean, so it's, it's a tricky one because you want to raise awareness and share these animals with the world and then people seem to go and eat them. So. <laughs> It's a bit of an issue, although it makes sense because uh, they are the world's largest tortoises with some specimens exceeding five feet in length and reaching up to 550 pounds, Noreen. Wow. 550 pounds. I'm going to try and do that. Did you ever try that Google animal thing on your phone? Oh, you could look up and you could do like augmented reality and, it appears. and you could put an animal in. Yeah, I haven't done it for a Galapagos tortoise. I wonder yeah. if they have one. I'm going to try and put one in my living room and see how big that actually is because I'm not particularly good with numbers. But yeah, so they do all these amazing things. Um, they can, they're, they're pretty, they can also hold their breath apparently really, really well, tortoises. So they can exhale and then they get into their shells. And that's apparently something they do to obviously hide from predators. So it's kind of a survival mechanism to be able to hold their breath. So even though they're, they're not aquatic, they can hold their breath. And it's often been said, if you're around tortoises and they, they you, there's a danger, an imminent threat, you can hear them going, <gasps> and having a gasp well, before they, before they hold, they hold their breath. <laughs> Yeah, which is quite which is quite amazing. Um, but as you, as you mentioned, I think the problem is with people who are adopting things like tortoises and turtles is is understanding exactly what they need and that they need like quite a complicated little ecosystem microclimate environment for them, which may be very different from what you have in your home. And that, like you said, UV lamps, a water source, which is really important, a really a specific type of diet. And um, I think people can, you know, I think in Hong Kong, um, I also grew up here seeing a whole bunch of terrapins in a plastic bucket on the side of the road. And, you oh, know, like we all did. The worst um, thing I've ever seen. When people, I guess, seen. didn't know better. Uh, the worst thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh, don't. It'll make me feel sick, won't it? Uh, oh, a, a little bit. Um, a little bit. They they were made into key rings, so they were alive. Oh, yes, I've seen that. Have you seen yeah. those? Um, I have, yeah. I cried for days when I saw that. It's so horrible. Yeah. I don't know. Is, is yeah. that a prank or is it a real thing that they were doing? Oh, I don't know. I'm just hoping that doesn't happen anymore, Again. right? Yeah. I mean, I think the more we know, the better we can be. And um, from once upon a time where, you know, there would be terrapins in plastic buckets on the street um, for sale, I think now people recognize that these are animals with feelings and requirements and entitled to thrive in their own environment the way they should. So, I'm hoping that changes things. But um, I also think it's quite amazing to think that these animals, which may not seem 
particularly affectionate or cuddly or fluffy can still have so much personality and and be such great companions and that's why I think I really enjoyed learning about all the herps here in Hong Kong um, yesterday um, which is why I've been so interested in tortoises I did float the idea with my husband of oh you know could we just get a tortoise he's like we don't even have an existing will for us what are you thinking (laughs) so I think very long time Someone once but told you know me what? 70 We're... years. Yes, that's that's right. A wise person. Yes. Um, but I think it is interesting because I'm like, well, you know what? If there's any place in the world that values generational family so much, it's definitely a place like Hong Kong. You know what I mean? And Come women on. here live much longer. I think we've got the we've got the we longest do. life expectancy. So you know, if not yeah, us, so, then who? You know, I'm just saying, if you're finding that you're living at home like we all can do here because it's so expensive why not invest in an animal that will follow the legacy of your family (laughs) for generations i'm just saying i'm just saying it would work here it could work and could you work. mentioned the herpetology society they've got um t- tortoises that need forever homes so they do they have a whole load of different animals i mean i'm a bit curious i really want to go along and check it out because they have lots of animals available for adoption and that was another thing they mentioned when i was chatting to them yesterday is don't go out and buy animals especially like exotic herps like there are animals that are in need of a home and you can adopt them and a it's obviously cheaper to adopt and b they're going to give you the right advice and help you set it up and they're all enthusiastic and you've got like a whole support network behind you for your lizard or your gecko or your snake or whatever it is um but yeah they have a whole load of different animals so i'm going to have some rich audio column fodder for the future i think because i can't i just i had to settle on tortoises but it was just so interesting and listening to them the talk world about is your oyster lizard. exactly um i have some quotes we could finish on um uh which are all a bit um tortoise and hairish they're all tortoise and hairish that's the only thing that people ever seem to associate tortoises with um the first one is from khalil gibran who said tortoises can tell you more about the road than hares which is true they're taking longer to get down it they're going to stop and smell the roses more Dave Ramsey said, we live in a culture full of hares, but the tortoise always wins. Also, I think quite powerful. Slow um, but and steady, Henry David, Yes. Um, H- Henry David Thoreau said, nature is slow, but sure, she works no faster than need be. She is the tortoise that wins the race by her perseverance. So it's a good metaphor, the tortoise. It's a beautiful audio column. Cruz, we're out of time today, but I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Thank you so much for your sharing yeah. this week. And that's no our Cruzy McCalligan. Thank you very much.